What is up all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there and welcome back to another episode of Mando Talk and I am so, so, so excited for this one. We are putting the Mando back in Mando Talk. This episode marks the first edition of our Mando Rewatch series where we revisit episodes of Din Djarin and Grogu's journey to prepare ourselves and you, the listener, for Season 3 of The Mandalorian. So during this Rewatch series, basically what you can expect is this podcast to point out big moments from each chapter and also try to identify some potential plot points for the upcoming Mandalorian season. Now we're going to try to get right into it, but before we begin this edition of our Mando Rewatch series, I've got some bounty instructions that will ensure that you are a member of Clan Mando Talk. Here we go. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for even more Star Wars focused content, including trailer reactions, YouTube shorts, Star Wars news pieces or news reports that we call Razor Crest Rundowns, and so, so, so much more. So subscribe to that YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Also, we are on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, and wherever you get your podcast on those platforms. Please rate us five stars and subscribe to us there for convenient audio-only listening when life has you busy. So yeah, we are going to go ahead and get right into it. So excited for this. You can. Er, the goal is that we're going to do a Mando rewatch episode each week, but obviously life happens. So in that event, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MandoTalk to stay updated regarding when we're dropping episodes because, you know, life happens, delays happen, but we're basically the goal is to get through every single Mandalorian chapter and also the Din Djarin Grogu-focused Book of Boba Fett episodes. We'll also have some trailer reactions and breakdowns mixed in there. We'll have some news coverage mixed in there. So yeah, this Mando rewatch series has me pumped because the Mandalorian is why I started this podcast to begin with. So it's kind of like we're, we're going home. We're, we're back home talking about the Mandalorian. So for this Mandalorian, Mando rewatch episode. We are rewatching chapters one and two of The Mandalorian. So let's begin. I rewatched these two episodes, and again, I've kind of got these big takeaways of mine that that it was good to see again, and also some things that may connect to season three of The Mandalorian. So chapter one, it is titled The Mandalorian. Pretty simple there. Three years later, it's been three years, three years since we've seen this thing. Three years later, the opening sequence and introduction to Mando is still phenomenal. Zero dialogue, just kicking butt in a local bar, all leading to the famous line of, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Great delivery. Love Pedro Pascal's voice work in this series. Very early on, you could tell that uh, this was going to be great regarding Pedro Pascal connecting to this helmeted character 
loved this stuff, loved this opening scene. Some key characteristics or character traits, rather, for Mando are revealed early in Chapter 1. He means business, he doesn't like wasting time, and he has a major distaste for droids. That's something for us to continue to consider as we move along this rewatch series. On Navarro, we get our Grief Karga introduction. He is running a bounty guild and barking out orders in Huttees. So uh, that led me to writing down this question. Is there any connection that Grief Karga has with the Huts, or is this just a language he had to learn simply for the business he is in? I mean, bounty hunting is pretty common with the Huts, so maybe he just had to learn the language, but that's just a question that I had. Maybe we could, you know, further explore Grief Karga moving forward in Season 3, and we could find out that he's connected to the Huts in, in some way, other than, you know, him being part of a bounty hunter guild. I mean, obviously he's connected to the Huts on some level, but uh, maybe there's more. Maybe there's more. After Mando turns down some Imperial credits because the Empire is gone, he finds himself in a face-to-face -face meeting for a bounty in a room full of Imperial stormtroopers. So that's a total switch. He thinks the Empire is completely gone. Literally the next scene that Din Djarin goes to, aka Mando at this moment, we haven't figured out that his name's Din Djarin. I need to stick with the pacing here. He goes to a room and he figures out, oh, snap, there are a bunch of stormtroopers here. Maybe the Empire is not fully gone. But included amongst these Imperial individuals is Dr. Pershing, who appears to continue to have a vital role in The Mandalorian Season 3. We've seen him in the recent trailer. I can't wait to know more about Dr. Pershing, especially with the patch that's on his sleeve. And again, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. I think that's a later chapter, Chapter 3 maybe. So we'll see. We'll talk about that on our next rewatch podcast episode, potentially. Anyway, the client was okay with Mando killing the child if he had to, but Dr. Pershing clearly wants him alive. We know in a later chapter that Dr. Pershing is wanting to perform experiments on the child, but my question here is to what end? I still feel like that's something that we could uncover more, but maybe I'm just not remembering the show, the season, the series up to this point. Maybe that's something that we'll continue to try to uncover throughout the rewatch series because I know we still get some moments with Dr. Pershing moving forward. I just can't remember if we really quite figure out what does he want to do with the child. We'll see. We'll see as we go along this rewatch experience. Remember, though, that in this meeting, it's revealed that the child is 50 years old, meaning that Grogu has been alive, dating back to the Galactic Republic. Next up in the episode, Mando, revealing that he was a foundling in this scene, has flashbacks as the armorer is creating a shoulder plate of Beskar for him. The flashbacks revealed Mando as a child was hidden inside a bunker during an attack. Always good for me to point out those flashback moments. Mando then arrives on Arvala 7, and him extending his rifle out, which, by the way, this rifle is first seen in the holiday special, used by none other than Boba Fett, is still, this shot is still one of my all-time favorite Star Wars shots. I believe it's, yeah, it is. It's the picture that's in the thumbnail of this YouTube video, and I believe I'll use that picture for podcast thumbnail as well. So, yeah, I absolutely love that shot. It's still one of my all-time favorites. I really need to get it in poster form. I would love to have it in my office one day. Quill, man, spoiler alert. I, it still breaks me that he ends up dying. Quill is a local who has helped bounty hunters attempt to take the child in the past and commits to helping Mando by teaching him how to ride a Blurg. Basically, he wants to help Mando make safe passage with this Blurg. During the training, Quill mentions to Mando that his ancestors rode the great Mythosaur. Question, obviously, connecting to further seasons of The Mandalorian. 
Will we ever see one of these in the series? Also, I believe we get more allurements, more mentions of Mythosaurs moving forward in this Mando rewatch series, so we'll see. But also another question I have is, will we see them, but also... Will Mando be the one to potentially ride it? We'll definitely see, but anytime we hear Mythosaur, that gets me excited because that the, the Mythosaur skull is part of our Mando Talk logo. So there you go. Anyway, continuing on the episode, IG-11 introduction occurs once Mando makes it to the location of the child, which don't forget that IG-11 is voiced by Taika Waititi, a director that's supposed to be getting a Star Wars movie soon. He also directs Chapter 8 of The Mandalorian. Always love those connections there. I'm still left with wondering, though, how this Nikto species that IG-11 is firing upon came to be the ones to protect the child. And then also on this rewatch, when I realized that those were Niktos, I immediately thought of the Speeder Gang in the Book of Boba Fett on Tatooine. You know, the Nikto Speeder speeder Gang or something like that, or the Kintan Striders, something like that. I think that's what they were called. But currently still, my head is spinning on how this could potentially be interconnective storytelling. I know that's something that Favreau and Filoni have voiced that they're highly interested in getting going. I don't think there's anything there really other than it's just, you know, a species that likes to get in this bounty hunter business. But you never know. That's what we do here at Mando Talk. We got to break it down. Something important to note, though, in this scene is that IG-11 was directed to kill only while Mando was told to kill only if he had to. And then chapter one ends with the introduction to the child and the whole world was wrapped around his finger. I remember still Twitter just blowing up, everybody talking about Baby Yoda at the time. It was great stuff. Star Wars was back in a trend-setting way, in a pop culture way with The Mandalorian. Well, there's chapter one. So there's kind of an example of what we'll do with each of these chapters. But let's also move on to chapter two, which is titled The Child. A group of Trandoshans attack Mando and the child, clearly aware of the bounty, and they appear to have the directive to kill just like IG-11 had. If I remember correctly, that's going to be something that we uncover later in a chapter in this season. Early on in this episode, as Mando is fixing his armor and healing, it is clear that this chapter is designed to be a turning point for Mando mentally, as these two characters begin to develop a special bond, which reminds me of something, personally, that I think is going to be very vital for The Mandalorian Season 3, in my opinion, and that is that Rick Famuwaya, the director of this chapter, Chapter 2, is now an executive producer of Season 3. And I think, in my opinion, it's very likely that we see Season 3 being more focused on character-driven moments and character growth rather than big character reveals and appearances like we as fans gladly got and gladly received in Season 2. But that's just my personal opinion. We'll see if that happens, but I figured that is definitely something important to note as we're getting prepared for The Mandalorian Season 3. Anyway, back to the episode. I kind of forgot how hilarious Hilarious it was to see Mando completely murk some Jawas as he sniped from afar when he realized they were scavenging the Razor Crest. I absolutely just busted out laughing. Great stuff there. I mean, evil stuff, but great stuff at the same time. Quill commits to helping Mando even more by taking him to the Jawas to recover the Razor Crest parts. After some hilarious dialogue from all characters involved and the Jawas, terms are agreed upon for Mando to recover an egg, a.k.a. Suka, to get his ship's parts 
back. I believe also in their funny dialogue was that the Jawas were making fun of Mando for his Wookiee sounding as far... He sounded like a Wookiee when he was trying to sound and speak in the dialect of Jawa. Thought that was hilarious. Mando and the child face off against the Mudhorn, clearly the species that produces the Jawa's sacred egg. And then here is the big reveal of this chapter. The child is Force-sensitive he stops the mud horn and lifts it into the air, allowing Mando to get a clean, killing stab in the mud horn's side. After this ability, it's important to note that Grogu is knocked out. Mando then returns with the egg. The Jawas give the Razor Crest parts back after indulging in the egg's juices like it was a drug. They were just going crazy. Again, great moments. I loved the Jawa stuff in this chapter. Quill and Mando repair the Razor Crest, and Mando and the child are off for their next adventure. And I am now off to watch chapter three and four for our next Mando Rewatch podcast episode designed to get myself and you, the listener, prepared for The Mandalorian season three coming very, very soon. So there you go. There's our first one. That's what you can expect. I do have these designed to be somewhere in the 15 minute mark. So it looks like, hey, on this first one, we're absolutely crushing it, riding smoothly. But if If you want more Mando Talk, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Mando Talk on all of those platforms. Again, be sure to knock out your bounty instructions of subscribing and rating that we mentioned at the top of this episode to ensure a membership in Clan Mando Talk. Let's make it the strongest clan of Mandalorians in all of Mandalore, baby. Help us out by doing those things. Again, thank you so, so, so much for checking out this episode. And be sure to check out the next Mando Rewatch series episode coming next week. As we, again, I say next week, but it could be, you know, fluctuated with with everything going on. But we're shooting for, we're shooting for next week. We're shooting for a weekly Mando Rewatch episode, but we'll see. Anyway, coming soon, our next Rewatch episode as we continue to gear up for The Mandalorian Season 3. And until next time, we have spoken.